something great with this podcast and and of course your tiktok is great you're you're killing it on tiktok um i i just blew right through those episodes man and uh i i it's it literally is like your tiktok but expanded and uh in audio form and stuff but i i I didn't want to reinvent the wheel too much (laughs) and do something totally different but uh yeah well i try to bring a little bit of different stuff to it to make it stand apart yeah, definitely. Like you got the interviews, uh, s- certain interviews, right. and you play a little bit of the music and stuff. It, it's it's great, man. It, how did you, like, how, where did you start when you were sort of going from you know this you know th- you know three to five minute format to you know these longer because these episodes are anywhere from like forty to an hour long. Right. Uh, and and you usually cover three so, uh, three uh, three stories. How did right. you, uh, where did you start when you're like, okay, they want a podcast or I want to make a <laughs> podcast it, and it was the TikTok community that was asking for, or, or did you want to do it at first? Uh, which, which, which came first? <laughs> no. Yeah, definitely. I did not, I did not plan on doing a podcast, but every time I would make a video, I would get people asking when you're going to do a podcast. Is there more long-term stuff? Do you have a podcast? So you know, people are asking for me to do something. It's, you know, who am I to say no? So I'm like, <laughs> all right, I better make a podcast then. Um, I actually, like, I've done a podcast before. I used to do a podcast about movies with my wife. And um, it was just too much time. And we had our second kid. And we were like, all right, we can't keep doing this podcast. So we put it on hiatus. And then as they got a little bit older, we were looking for more creative stuff to do. And I started doing TikTok. And I just kept thinking, like, I don't have time to do a podcast. And uh, but then people kept asking, so I was like, "All right, well, I'll find the time. I guess I'll I'll do a podcast." And, uh, yeah, and 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 so it's doing, doing really it well. Seasons for my own sanity, so it's going to yeah. be like ten episodes in a season, and then I'll take a break and come back and do another season. Uh, so that makes sense. That makes sense. That's, that's it, the plan. It's it's really difficult to be consistent with these things, man. Like I, it's uh, you know. It, <laughs> I mean, th- I-, I made the dumb choice of doing it weekly, and then I doubled up. So now it's two episodes a week, and I'll oh, work man. like twelve. Yeah, it- it's it's nuts. It's- I'll work twelve hours and then come home and be like, oh, <laughs> still gotta do this. And then if you got any like sponsor reads or anything, that's an even more. It's just it's a lot, man. It's a lot. Yeah, but- oh, it's it's definitely a lot. And uh, but I don't know. It's fun. It's been like worthwhile so far. Yeah. It's kind of like yeah, the question like I thought about early on like okay if i did a podcast mm. what would it be and i kind of thought of like it'd be hard for me to tell one story for an hour you know that's that's a lot to remember so yeah. i don't think i could do that but then you know also i don't think that would be interesting i don't know you know it's like that'd be a full band documentary and my whole kind of shtick is like i'm going to condense a band documentary into five minutes but there were a lot of stories that were too long like when i first started doing tiktok i only had three minute videos available so it was brutal editing these stories down to three minutes it was so hard (laughs) and then i finally i got the extension like tiktok will let me do 10 minute videos now Mm. but i wouldn't try 10 so i'd do five but like uh i still would have to edit down because they were normally too long so i kind of thought all right i could just do this 
give a little bit more detail, tell a longer story, um, but do three, link them together through like a common theme. Because that was another thing too, as I was doing all these stories, I was like making these connections like, oh, this is kind of cool. Like this band is kind of related to this band. <clears throat> like these bands have a similar story, even though they're totally different bands. So yeah, I was like, I think I can make enough where I link together these three totally different artists and, and put it into one one episode. So yeah, it's worked out pretty good so far. Yeah, no, no doubt, man. Like it, it really is just, uh, you know, engaging and it, I, I, I got, I was just like this dude, I was like kind of jealous. I was like, dude, cause I've been doing this for eight years. I was like, this dude just figured it out. <laughs> he just get it. But, but it's more than that, right? It's more than that. Cause you've been sort of building on this from, from TikTok. And, and, um, right, right. and so you had to sort of find your voice on TikTok and, and I mean, like your cadence is great. Like I, I really could hear this show being on like NPR or something. You know what I mean? Like, I, I really feel like you could take this and, and sell it to NPR or a radio show and make it into something that you could broadcast or man, it, it, it really yeah, is but... beautiful. Where did you sort of find this cadence and how you tell your story? and how you tell your stories that's a good question i don't know i mean i definitely love like this american life so yeah. that's possible that's like a influence in there and um i just growing up listening to like behind the music and just watching band documentaries mm-hmm. um that's kind of my my influences i get compared a lot to this guy paul harvey who i sort of knew him but like i'll be honest i wasn't like that familiar with his work um <laughs> Yeah. But everybody compares him to Paul Harvey, and he did radio shows where yeah. he would kind of tell a story, and then he wouldn't reveal who the person was until the end. And he'd be like, and that was, you know, Albert the Einstein. The rest of the story, and yeah. That, uh, you know, the rest of the story. I still have not listened to him, because I kind of, now I don't want to be influenced <laughs> by him. Um, but uh, That's actually, it's so funny, because that's like my number, you can't see it, but that's like my number <laughs> one question. It was like, dude, so how much Paul Harvey did you listen to when you were a kid? Like, no, because... Not- I used to I used to roll around with my dad, and uh, he would make he was a tire delivery guy. So he, we, I would go on his deliveries, and at a certain time, it was like six o'clock, Paul Harvey time. We'd listen to the story, and then right at the end, and that's the rest of the story. And it was great, <laughs> but um, that's so interesting that you uh, that it's just something that sort of came to you. Was was that? Uh, that slow reveal, was that always a part of the videos from the beginning? Or was that something that you sort of stumbled onto as you were uh, creating? Yeah, no, uh, that was not there at the beginning. I mean, oftentimes I would kind of as just like as a basic storytelling device, like you don't mm. want to give them the person right away. You want to build up a little bit and then be like, and it was this. But the first video I really did it with, I was going to do a story about Nine Inch Nails because they're like one of my favorite bands. And the the backstory of Trent Reznor is so different than like what you would think when you hear his music. Like if you hear the downward spiral, you're like, oh my god, this guy was raised in a haunted house, and <laughs> yeah. and then you know he was this clean cut Boy Scout in the band, got good grades, was a hard worker, and I was like, this would be a really interesting way to tell the story. Is if I don't say who it is from the beginning, yeah. if I build it up. Also, he doesn't go by uh, Trent is his middle name. He goes by um trent but i think his first name is like michael mm. and uh, i was like guys this will be interesting i'll just say his real first name say the whole story put in as many details that you would not associate with trent reznor as possible like 
his first concert was the Eagles, and that's what inspired him to make music. And then, you know, he was this hardworking janitor, and everybody said he was like such a good kid. And um, and then you'd be like, he was making this music, you know, on his own in his spare time at his job because he was like the janitor at this recording studio, and they would let him come in and make his own demos at night, and then build up and be like, and this is the music he was making. Yeah, and then it, it plays head like a hole, and be like, this is the like Boy Scout is Trent Reznor. <laughs> And then, so that video, like, resonated with a lot of people. And I was like, that's kind of, like, fun to, like, give people that, like, you know, that needle drop moment of, like, it was this person. Yeah. So I started doing a couple more like that. And then people just kept being like, oh, I love this. Like, I play a game along with you to try to see how fast I can guess who it is. And yeah. so, yeah, it was not intended to be, like, my thing, but it just kind of evolved that way. Yeah. Um, that's beautiful. I love it when things sort of just come together naturally like that. I mean, that's so funny, too, to think of Trent Reznor as a Boy Scout and his, like, his album's called Pretty Hate Machine. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, but you know, like, uh, you know, I spent some time in the suburbs growing up and, and you know, like, it, I, there is there is some kind of pain that's suffered out there, you know. Sure. I don't know where you grew up. Did you grow up in Chicago? Did you grow up outside of Chicago? How did you... Uh... Yeah, I'm actually from uh, Anaheim, California originally. Oh, rock and roll. And moved out to Illinois for school in 2010 and been in Chicago since 2013, but and not from here originally. Oh, okay. Sweet, man. Yeah, Orange County, that... Where, yeah. where 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 traffic goes to die, that <laughs> I can't stand driving through. It's like it's like oh, Orange County to like North LA. It's just a, a nightmare. It's ugh, uh, but hey, whatever. Part of the reason I wanted to leave. Well, Chicago traffic is not much better, but it's a little better, I suppose. I mean, and you got better, a little better, but you yeah, you have trains and stuff. Yes. So. Yeah, you got public transportation that doesn't suck, so it's exactly. it's nice. Uh, well, the with uh, I was I was uh, kind of doing that game. It's funny you mentioned that game. I was like, who is this? And it was the Alicia Keys because what was her name? Like Allie or uh, you were calling her something? Is um, she does go by Allie? Was like Allie. her childhood nickname. Yeah. She goes by Allie, and then her real last name is like a Jello Cook. Yeah. So. Yeah, I was sort of doing. I was like, "Who is that, Alicia? Is that Alicia? Oh, it's Alicia!" <laughs> <laughs> no, it's beautiful. I know. You, people usually tell me like, if I know the artist, it's still fun. I still yeah. want to hear the story. And then if I don't know, it's like blows my mind. So it's kind of a win-win either way. With the podcast, have you submitted it to like do um, like new podcasts? I know like Spotify, Apple Music has like the new, the up and coming new podcast. Have you submitted for that yet? Um, so I, I'll be honest, I have no idea what I'm doing. My wife kind of <laughs> handles all that kind of stuff. Uh, I think she did submit it for like a new and mm. notable thing. And she also is like, she's like, I submitted you to the Chicago Reader. And I don't know, she handles like all the business kind of stuff. Mm. I don't know. No, I'm, I'm the artist of the family. <laughs> but, uh, so, <laughs> but that's great. So I think. Yeah, that's great. No, it's kind of the same way with my wife. She, but she's a our creator too. So it's like, if she has time, like she was the one who took my podcast from YouTube and took, put it on the Apple Music, and then it went from there. But uh, so yeah, thank thank God for good partners, right? Like, no, oh, she's the best. I couldn't do it without her. Yeah. It's so weird because I the movie podcast we did together, and she has like a way better voice than me, and like I. I never in a million years dreamed like I would be the face of a creative project that we were doing. Uh, so it's just so weird that uh, 
she's like totally behind the scenes now yeah. when like she has a better voice like she's done voiceover classes and she like uh is more dynamic than me and you know more charming but <laughs> i'm the one that ended up being like the face of a tiktok channel so weird the way the world works out it is, it is, but but obviously it's it's something that resonates and uh, it, it, I, I I by the way I love that idea of your guys' podcast which was uh, which was watch the the sequel to movies and then try to guess what the first one was and also your wife made podcasts just for her friends to listen to is it's uh, very yeah when we first met she was like I have a podcast I was like yes let me listen to it and she was like well I have never released a single episode. But I make my friends come over and listen to it, and it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. And uh, and she did; she played it for me. I was I did an episode, an unreleased episode, um, so it was fun. But yeah, the reverse sequels was the name of our movie podcast, and uh, it was just so much work because we were watching like you know two two hour movies a week, <laughs> and sometimes it was so hard because they were so bad. Like <laughs> God, it took us forever to get through. Like you know, Dolphin Tale Two, we keep falling asleep. <laughs> Yeah, this is horrible. <laughs> Come on, Teen Wolf 2, baby, let's go. <laughs> oh, but, yeah, man. No, it was a lot of fun, though. Yeah. But, yeah it was it's a lot too much work. work. Yeah, I feel you, man. I feel you. So, like, you have a background in music, right? Like, you you, you, you were a music person? You musician? A little bit, yeah. I mean, I've always been just obsessed with music and watching music documentaries, reading music biographies, and I played guitar and played in bands for a long time, and then... um I was like sort of involved in the music business. I was a booking agent at like a big Hollywood nightclub and I did some like local shows and stuff like that. But I really just like didn't have a lot of direction. I just, when I graduated high school, I went to community college and I basically flunked out and I was like, I'm, I want to go like tour with my band. I don't want to, you know, be in school. And, uh, and I was like eh, maybe 24 or something and I didn't know what to do. And I went to this school in Hollywood called Musicians Institute. Am which I? They have. Yeah. Yeah. So they have like Guitar Institute and drum, but they had this music business program. And so I did this music business program thing. And one of my teachers there was a lawyer. And he was the first lawyer I had ever met. Like, I didn't, I mean, he was the first lawyer I ever met, period. But I didn't realize that I thought every lawyer was like Tom Cruise and a few good men. And I was like, that's <laughs> not me. I'm not that kind of like, you know, personality. And he was like, no, I've never stepped foot in a courtroom in my life. I just explain complicated documents to my clients that don't understand it. I was like, oh, I could do that. So I basically like turned my whole life 180. I went to law school. I like got a normal corporate job and wow. like I stopped playing music, stopped playing in bands and, you know, but still was always a fan, but it was just like, hey, I gotta, I gotta like join the real world. Um, but you know, the whole time it was just like this itch in my brain, like, this is not what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm not supposed to be like a corporate drone. I'm supposed to be doing something creative. So I was just always doing stuff like writing screenplays and I did improv at second city and just, you know, always tried to be creative. And then, um, none of it was really like that successful until this TikTok thing, which, uh, you know, weirdly brought me back to the world of music. And, uh, this is like the most successful thing I've ever done. So it's, it's been really cool. Yeah, man, that that that's interesting. So you're you're a lawyer. No, so I ended up not practicing, mm. but I just went to like a <clears throat> JD preferred kind of line of work. Um, What's that? 
it's like JD preferred, so it's it's good that I have the JD, but mm. I don't actually practice law. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> Moving Dutchman, how dare you? Welcome in, my friend. Thank you so much for that sub. Welcome in. I hope you're doing well, my friend. I hope you're doing very well. Uh, is Southern Illinois is better, Naders. You think so? Is Southern Illinois better? I don't, or Illinois, not Illinois, Illinois. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't agree. I don't agree. Would, would you agree that Southern Illinois is better? The better than Chicago? Better than Northern uh, Illinois. Oh, I mean, I don't really love any part of Illinois. I don't uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh no. I mean, there's, there's some good parts, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. I don't have an opinion on Southern versus Northern Illinois. We got rattlesnakes. Oh, stop. There, is there? There's rattlesnakes in Illinois. Get out of here. Gross. I know. And armadillos, you're lying to me. You have to be trolling me right now, Naders. That is not true. That's like, they're, I, okay, anyways. <laughs> I've never seen one. Well, she, I, Chicago's awesome. I love Chicago. I, I actually moved back from San Diego um, a few years ago. So I, I, I love, I miss Southern California, especially right now in the winter time. Yeah. <sighs> but, you know, it, I don't know. It, it's fine. Now, Wait, where, where are you located now? I'm in Toledo, Ohio. Oh, yeah. yeah. Toledo. Uh, I will come up to you and pollute state. Okay. All right. Yeah, you, we're not going to start talking crap about my polluted state. Uh, <laughs> if you ever heard, we had a, a train crash and there's stuff in there. Oh, I heard. I heard. It's uh, it's pretty gross. Uh, so so you were playing guitar. What kind of bands did you were you in? What kind of music were you playing? I was just like in punk bands. Um, you know, I was never very good at guitar, so just punk bands and then I kind of got in like early 2000s in Southern California like dance punk was a big thing mm. like the Rapture and yeah. bands like that dance disaster movement. So I was in a band that was kind of like a dance punky kind of band. Yeah. Um but yeah, mostly punk bands. Like I am not a good guitar player at all, but uh I had I had enthusiasm, which is It goes along more important. Yeah. It goes a long way, man. It really does. Uh, man, I love the Rapture. And uh, what was it? LCD Soundship? LCD Sound System was like Sound one of the system. biggest come out of that group. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. Incredible. That that whole scene that came out of uh, out of Brooklyn, right? Like came out of Brooklyn. Uh, that, that yeah. Was... They, they're from New York. But I mean, we had some homegrown California bands that were really good. Moving mm. Units was a band that was really good. Mm. But uh, yeah, none that quite blew up as big as uh, those ones. There was that book. Um, I don't know if you ever read it. it God, I can't remember. It's like in in the bathroom. What is it? Oh, meet me in the bathroom. Yeah, yeah meet me in the bathroom. That book yeah. was incredible. Uh, I, man, yeah, I'm with you, man. I love reading about. Um, you know, just music biographies and different scenes and stuff. Like, I, I, I loved Keith Richards' book, but I, I started getting bored after they got famous because it's just like I'm banging models, like, you know, on the French oh, Riviera yeah. and I'm high on drugs all the time. And it's like, okay, we get it. You're rich now. <laughs> the, 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 the fight is, is, you know, is lessened. But it's amazing how those bands, like like the Rolling Stones, are just still just just still going, just still doing yeah. their thing, man. Uh, That's great. What what was your uh what what uh what bands are you listening to right now that you're really really into? I know um, it's kind of a loaded question. Yeah, there's a lot. The one that um one of my favorite bands right now is a band from Chicago called Sincere Engineer. Hmm. Um, they're like kind of a midwest emo pop punk kind of band um but they're really cool they're on uh, hopeless records and i'm actually hoping to maybe have them on my podcast 
even though I don't normally do uh, interviews, but I'm hoping to have them on an episode soon. But they're one of my favorites. Um, well, I like a lot, a lot of bands. Blue Rev was like my favorite record of last year. I like that band a lot. Um, I listen to a lot of hip hop. I've been listening to this uh, rapper Jid a lot because I like, he had a record in 2022 and I totally missed it. I did like a, my favorite records of 2022 list. Mm. And I was like, where's Jid? And I was like, oh man, I, I missed that one. I'm old. I don't listen to, you know, I'm not a music <laughs> critic or a reviewer. So yeah. it's hard for me to catch everything that comes out. So I've been making up for lost time. I've been listening to his record a lot. Um, but I listen to everything. There's this death metal band called Undeath that I've been listening to a lot. They're just like a super fun, like gory, gross, like over the top, violent death metal band. They're really fun. Like, 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 uh, not what's their name? God, gore, not gore, guar, guar. Yeah, not not quite as over the top as guar, <laughs> but uh, yeah, like kind of like a cannibal corpse. That oh, okay, kind of vibe. all right. Uh, just fun. They're really fun. Hell yeah. Uh, Hell yeah, man. Yeah. That, I do love Guar. I did a story about Guar once, and like a bunch of people that knew Guar like commented and posted, and uh, people that had like played with them, like I, you know, talked to, and we became like mutual friends on TikTok. So that was actually really cool. Hell yeah. What, what, what's their story? What, what's their deal? I, 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 I had a friend who, I had a friend whose brother was playing bass with them for a little while oh really uh, yeah yeah the and there was some sort of connection to toledo but i forgot i know like i know rob rock died a while ago and then some lady came on and started doing it but what what they've had a lot of different different uh, lineups yeah right. i well so i actually did a video for them that was what do guar and sade have in common um <laughs> So Guar was, you know, they came from like a punk scene and, uh, you know, they were playing in punk bands and stuff and they were rehearsed. This punk band was rehearsing. I think the punk band was called Death Piggy mm. and they were uh, rehearsing at this like studio. It was kind of like this all encompassing studio. Bands rehearsed there and like students shot art films there. And there was this like group of guys that were filming like a low budget horror movie and this guy, Dave Brocky, who would become the lead singer of Guar and was in this band Death Piggy, he saw like the costumes that they were making for this crazy horror movie. And he was like, wouldn't it be cool if we dressed in these costumes and like made a band? And the idea was they were going to make this fake band. Um, it was not called Guar in the beginning, but it eventually became called Guar. It was originally like Guar. It was like 100 <laughs> characters long. And... Um, and they would open for Death Piggy. So they would be like this joke, heavy metal band from outer space uh, wearing these crazy costumes and had these like crazy, you know, personas and alter egos. And they would open for Death Piggy. And then they became so popular that people were coming to see Guar and leaving and they didn't care about the headlining band anymore. So eventually Guar kind of overtook them and became the, you know, the, the band that went forward. Um, and that's the exact same thing that happened with Sade. Sade was part of Sade was a backup singer for this other group, and every other people in the band were like, "This one singer Sade is better than the real singer that we have." And so they started this side project with her that was also called Sade, and they started opening for this other band. And the same thing, everybody was like, "Oh, this band Sade is way better than this <laughs> other band that they're opening for." And then, you know, they went on to 
fame and fortune and the other band fell apart. So I did a video linking those two together, which upset some people in, in both camps. But then some people were like, I also like Warren Sade. I'm here for this video. So yeah, well, I, I same here. I Sade <laughs> and Guar are amazing bands. And I, I love the I love I love how they'll just bring on like you know current presidents or whatever with their big oversized heads and like just cut them off. I, just, I, I saw this video <laughs> where those were insane. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it's just fake blood and, and like like ICP like they used to. I I just jumped right to ICP, but like just they would always make a mess with Fago and stuff. It's that whole like. Uh, immersive experience where you're leaving with some kind of sticky substance on you. It's just, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's always a good time. That's the, yeah. that the thing about punk too. Like, because I, uh, I've gone to some really gnarly punk shows, and, and it's just like beer thrown at everybody. It, it's wild. Hey, welcome in, uh, Ellie Bot. Ellie Bot five thousand. Welcome in. Thank you for that follow. I appreciate <laughs> you. That's a sweet name, Ellie Bot. I hope you're doing well. <laughs> Uh, the, 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 I, I heard your episode and one of the stories was about Wilco and, mm-hmm. and talking about Jeff Tweedy and stuff. And, um, uh, th- that documentary they did where they showed, that was such a great documentary. I remember that's what got me into Wilco. And then of course, what is it? Is it Hotel, uh, Yankee Foxtrot? Is Yankee that, Hotel Foxtrot. Yankee yeah. Hotel. I always get those mixed up. Is uh, I always that's what got me into that band. Did have you heard that Wilco's gonna go and do an alternate version of that album? Oh, are they really? No, I didn't realize that. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna do. And I, I don't know. How do you feel about bands that want like go and redo albums? I know I don't have really any other examples except for Roger Waters, who's gonna be doing a a remake of Dark Side of the Moon. But like, how do you feel about that? Um, yeah, I actually don't love it. I actually hate on Spotify when I like try to go to listen to an album and then I'm listening and all of a sudden some song pops up and I'm like, this song's not on the record. And then I look and, oh, this is some special anniversary edition <laughs> where you threw on a bunch of bullshit I don't want to hear. I actually don't like that. I mean, like, it's cool to have the option, but I wish I could also just listen to the record by itself. Right. But the original. No, I didn't move on. Don't don't be like George Lucas going back to fix Star Wars. Thank it's already you. Star Wars. Thank just you. Thank you. It's like make more that. Star Wars, do your thing, whatever. <laughs> but like, why are you going back and, and messing with a classic? Actually, I don't, yeah, oh, yeah, where we go. Here's like, here it is right here. I know it's probably all tiny for you, but we'll go to release all- the record store day. Well, it, maybe they're just trying to get some money for record store day. So <laughs> I, I support it if they're just trying to get some money. Right, right. right. Hey, um, Anna, Anachronistic Services, welcome in. I, I don't know if I'm saying that right. Oh, I'm probably not. Uh, so, so it is, it, so it's a record store day thing where, uh, Let's see. We'll go. Re- we'll release a new version of their 2002 record on vinyl for the annual event, dubbing it "Cross-Eyed Strangers: An Alternate Yankee Hotel Foxtrot." It will comprise live recordings of Radio Cure, Jesus, etc., heavy metal drummer Pot Kettle Black, Poor Places and Reservations, as well as different versions of "War on War" and "I'm the Man Who Loves You." Okay. All right. Uh, I mean, it's it's cool, but yeah, it's not it's not my thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna run out on record store day and go get this. Although I would love to have Yankee Hotel Foxtrot on vinyl. Now that now that's sexy to me. Uh, are you <laughs> are you a vinyl guy? Do you like vinyl? 
I I have a lot of vinyl, but yeah, I'm not I'm not uh, like a super big collector. I just buy records that I like. Yeah. I'm not I don't, I'm not too picky about quality or anything like that. Mm. But um, but I do I do find records sexy. I'm with you on that. <laughs> if I get like a nice 180 gram vinyl or a, you know special pressing, it, it is sexy. I, I'm with you on that. Yeah, that that's that's where it's at, man. I I hold on, let me let me go back here. So my wife again, thank God for great partners, but she also like set up my whole streaming thing with uh, it's all different. So now I got to figure out how to get back to the. <laughs> Yay! I did it. I can do things. Did <laughs> it. I do. It's all about the artwork. Yeah, I I agree. The it it is something uh, about just holding. Uh, holding something right, like you're holding this piece of art. There, the the artwork you got the liner notes. Sometimes you get lyrics and stuff. It, it's yeah. that's something that that got sort of sterile with new releases. Is that it's it, you're just it's on your phone or it's on your computer. Right. Or, uh, the what what do you like about the vinyl? I mean, I, like, I don't really usually collect, like, too much new stuff. Mm. I, like, you know, get my favorite records from, like, the 60s and 70s. But so just having that, like, you know, that connection to the past to be, like, I'm holding this copy of, like, Led Zeppelin two that, you know, somebody in the 70s would have, like, done coke off of. And, like, I don't know, it's just, like, you're connected to uh, <laughs> to music history through through those these records that are, like, literally, you know, still around. So. Yeah. I do buy new stuff every once in a while, but yeah, I love to get like a a decent playable copy of like an old record. That's mm. that's so Yeah, it it's just it, it's fun, man. And and plus it's there is something um interesting about the sound as well, right? Like there's this uh I mean yeah, the crackle, the mm. the vibe is totally different. Custom uh, I like getting a record like somebody's written on. Like I remember a long time I was like Going through this big jazz phase, and I was trying to like buy a bunch of jazz records, and uh, I got this old Jelly Roll Morton record, oh, nice. and somebody wrote on it. Uh, they wrote, "What New Orleans did for all you ignorant assholes." <laughs> like, why you would write that on your own record? I have no idea. Like, did they write it right before they sold it? Like, I gotta let people know. It's like New Orleans, but uh, one of my prized records just for that message alone. Yeah. That's great. I love that. It, it's like books that you pick up. That's like you know, just has, uh, yeah. you know, a, a, a dedication yeah. to it, just written in it. It's like for Veronica because I love you or whatever it is. It's I know, yeah, that's, it's, that's the best. It's something that uh, I don't know. It connects you to other people in such a weird way. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's, it's beautiful. Uh, so when you were doing improv, because I did improv for a little bit, I I like that. Oh, yeah. Uh, how how deep did you get into it? I mean, Second City is you know world famous, and they got several yeah. uh, um, setups. So, how deep did you get into it? So when I graduated law school, I moved to Chicago, and I was just like super depressed. Like I didn't like have a good time my last couple of years of law school, and like all my friends from law school were going to different places. Like nobody was really going to Chicago, mm-hmm. and. Um, and I was just like looking for something to do. And, you know, I always loved comedy. Like I grew up watching like SNL and all those comedy shows. So I was like, hey, what if I just took like beginner, the most basic class at Second City? Like I have no training. I've never in a play. I never acted. I never did anything. So I just took like the most basic level. And, um, and it was just the first day 
was so fun. Like the first day you literally just walked around in a circle and you like patted everybody else in your class on the back and just said, I'm glad you're here. And I was like, this is like the anti-law school. This is like so the opposite of like that, like cutthroat experience where everybody's, you know, trying to like cut you down so they can get ahead. And here it was like, literally our exercise was saying like, I'm glad you're here. And like, I got your back, like all the values that were in that first improv class. I was like, Oh my God, this is like what I need in my life. It was basically like, you know, therapy. There was also had comedy involved. And, um, I met a guy in that first, that first day there. That's like still one of my really good friends today. So uh, it was a cool experience. So then I went through this whole program and again, it's like, this is just beginner level stuff. Um, the people that really like go on to do, you know, perform in second city or like go do SNL, they are part of this program called the conservatory that you actually have to audition for. And so after I, the beginning classes, like just as long as you pay your money, you get to go. And so I did all the beginning classes and I thought, you know what, I'm like, I have fun doing this. Let me just audition for the conservatory. Let me see if I can make it. Um, so I auditioned and I got into the conservatory and then you do like three levels there. Then you have to audition again. So you have to audition to keep going. If like after three levels, if they're like, nah, you're not cutting it, you're out. And you can keep auditioning a couple of times, but you have to re-audition. Um, so I had to audition again. I made that and I went through the whole conservatory program. Um, so like learned a ton, like got pretty decent. I think at like sketch writing and improv performing. Um, and then I got to the last level and like, you know, you're working, like my teacher was this guy, Norm Holly, who's like this, you know, second city legend. Like he taught, you know, anybody, Tina Fey, like anybody who came through second city, you know, and, um, and I got to the last level and I was like, Oh, I'm not as good as these like other people. <laughs> like there were people in that class that like should have been stars. And I was like, yeah, I'm not quite at this level. Um, and it was kind of funny. I met my wife when I was at the end of the conservatory program and I met her through a guy I did the conservatory program with. And um, he originally, like, she didn't want to go out with me because she was like, oh, he does improv. He's like an <laughs> improv guy. He thought, like, I don't know if you ever watched the show Broad City, but there's like a yes. Broad City episode where where uh, the girl sleeps with this improv guy, but she can only think the whole time about how bad his improv was. <laughs> so she's like, oh, he's going to be like that. So I actually invited my wife. Like, we'd only been dating a couple weeks, and I invited her to come to my like final conservatory show. And she was like, Oh my God, this is going to be like so embarrassing. I'm going to have to break up with this guy. Cause it's so bad. But she was like, actually it was pretty good. Uh, so so I'll still, still the, you. you guys didn't bomb. It was, a, it went over well. It was good. It went over well, but it was kind of like, all right, I did this. It was like a challenge, you know, to myself to do this program. I kind of realized like, all right, I'm not going to be on SNL. But it was, yeah, it was fun. It was a fun program. I, like, learned a lot, made a lot of great friends. Mm. So it kind of served its its purpose in my life. Uh, so I recommend it. To, and whenever anybody asks those questions, like, what's one thing you think everybody in the world should do? I really think everybody should take an improv class. Like, the stuff you learn that helps in, like, your business, your interpersonal relationships. Like, uh, it's just super valuable stuff. So, I, big I, proponent. I agree with that, man. I, I I think that improv really helped me with this podcast, just being able to sure. just responding and just being able because like I'll talk to a lot of comedians on this show too, because I, I love comedy. And yeah, so so we'll have I'll have comedians on and it's nice to be able to, to to respond to something if they go into like a little bit or something. But even the like I was 
I was so terrified that first performance. How, how was your first performance? Were you terrified? I, I was just shitting my <laughs> pants, man. Like I just, it was not, it was not, I was not ready for it. How, how was yours? <laughs> the, so it wasn't bad. It's like so weird. Like I'm very much an introvert, mm. but I love attention. So yeah. it's, it's kind of the reason TikTok is perfect for me. I'm in my house by mm-hmm. myself talking to my phone. Nobody's around, but then I show it to the world and I get, you know, f- feedback. So perfect for my weird personality so i wasn't like worried about going on stage um the first performance was probably not good but also i'd been in bands and stuff and uh you know so it wasn't totally crazy but i the first performance ever that guy who was my really good friend his name's jason we got matched in a scene together and like it was early on so we were learning like basic stuff and we were learning stuff like always give your partner a name otherwise you're doing this whole scene and you're like who the hell are you Mm mm-hmm and also, like, a name can be a gift if you come out and you're like, hey, how's it going, Rufus? And you're all of a sudden like, oh, I'm Rufus. I'm all right, who's right. Rufus? Like, it helps. And the other lesson we're learning is, like, today is the day. So, like, too many beginning improv people, they make the scene about, like, oh, man, I can't wait till tomorrow when we go to the fair. So we're trying to learn, like, no, you're at the fair. Right. Nobody cares about you talking about what you're doing. Be at the fair. So move it up. So we're, like, learning these lessons. So we go out on stage. I'm matched with my friend Jason. And the first thing he says is, well, Patrick, today's the day. <laughs> I was like, all right, so you gave me a name, but it's my own real name. And uh, your setup for the scene is literally the phrase, today's the day. And then you said, yes, and. And, and I did. I was like, that's right. Today's scene. the day. They were whatever. I don't remember what the scene was, but... Uh, but it was actually helpful. Like, it was so bad. It was, like, literally the worst possible setup you could have. <laughs> it was like, well, it's all uphill from here. Oh, and yeah. It, it was a good time. No, it, yeah, man, that that whole, the first, I mean, because there was, like, a couple scenes where I was just eating shit because I was, I was just so <laughs> nervous. And I've been performing my whole life. Like, my whole life. I, yeah. I started out as a tap dancer and then oh, uh, really? musician. I've been on stage, like, I've gotten so comfortable on stage, like, I have to, like, remind myself I'm on stage, like, to the point where, like, I'll be like, oh, Jesus, like, I'll smell myself in a room full of people and and, and grimace at my own smell, and, (laughs) but yet, as soon as I lost the instruments or whatever, it, it was... You're you're right there, and that's that's why I could never do stand up comedy. I was just that that yeah. scares the shit out of me. I I, I and it seems lonely. It seems lonely to yeah, be. Lonely. I tried I tried stand up uh, a couple times, and yeah, very lonely. And also, I had like a horrible experience. I went and did it, and like I did like an open mic, and you know, you sign your name on this sign in sheet, and uh, I went the whole night, and they never called my name. And then they got to the end, and they were like, "And our last comedian is some other guy who's not Patrick." And I had to go up and be like, hey, I wrote my name on the list. I've been sitting here through like a two-hour open mic waiting to go on. And she was like, oh, oops, okay, and one more Patrick. And so I performed for like three people, and it was horrible. <laughs> and I came back one more week the next week to try again. And uh, not for me. Not, yeah. not for me to stand up. But I love stand-up comedy. Yeah. But I think, too, just takes a long time to get good at it. Yes. And I didn't have the patience for that. Yeah, dedicating a lot of time, going out all the time. Like, I mean, listening to like comedians' podcasts, it just seems like your whole life has to be that. And if you have sure, kids yeah. or a wife, I mean, God help you. Like, but it, <laughs> it, it's it's nothing that uh, 
I, I tried stand-up comedy at my dad's funeral, which was like... Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like cracking jokes, trying to like make you know, cause it, I don't know, man. I mean, sure you got yeah. It, it, what was funny is that my asshole uh, uncle, who's like this really pious prick, um, who uh, he, he's actually a, a minister, or a, I don't, I don't even know what he is. He was he's in some weird church where it's called Western Roman Catholicism or something. I don't know. It's weird. They think that the, the, that the, where the priest stands is actually heaven. So you can't even go anywhere near it. It's weird. They don't dance at weddings. They don't drink, which I don't, whatever it, it, it's weird. Okay. It's a, it's a bunch of weird stuff, but he's very conservative. And he was laughing yeah. at all the jokes. Oh, <laughs> as my mom's <laughs> sobbing in the front. And my mom is like, you know, basically crying through my set. And I'm just like, come on, come here, break. Uh, but it, they got to have some levity at a, at a funeral. I think so. And I think that was the idea. But that was that was like my only time I ever did something. And that was stupid. It was, <laughs> it was silly. Uh, it was very silly. What, so so you've you've written uh, you you write you you like write like sketches. You said and and right, yeah yeah yeah. I've always, I've always wanted to be a writer. I mean, mm -hmm. I wrote mp3 blogs back in the day when an mp3 blog was cool so i you know did blogs i've written for like you know like local newspapers and zines and stuff like that i just my parents are both writers so i always wanted to be some kind of writer um you know i worked on screenplays and um, i'm actually trying to like leverage this tiktok thing into a book i got i like got a book agent and uh trying to sell a book to a publisher it's like a way longer process than i realized um it takes like forever, but uh, still, still in the works. So hopefully, I do a book of music stories. Wow! And uh, that's my dream. Even though, like everything I've read about the book industry is, you know, not great. <laughs> not a lot of people read anymore. But uh, I don't know. It's a, it's a dream. So well, it would be awesome. I mean, like audiobooks are very popular, right? So that that I know definitely. I would want to read it myself too. Yeah. Well, you have the voice for it. You have the cadence for it. So I think that would be. That'd be awesome, man. That would be really amazing. I I, I hope the best for you in that regard. Uh, so so would it be sort of formatted how it is now, or do you have an idea of how you do it? Do you have like a oh, yeah. do you have yeah, it written have already? Like where are you at with it? But so, thing. Go ahead. So yeah, to get the agent, we had to like put together a proposal and um, you know the idea of the book. It's actually my wife's idea. So like when I said like my wife handles the business stuff, like she put together this query letter and found the agents to like submit it to and sent it out. She like handled all that for me. And, um, which like was great. I, I wanted to help, but then like the day we were like, okay, we're going to send out all the query letters. I had like a super busy day at my real job. And she was like, all right, fine, I'll do it. And she sent out like 40 letters. Wow. And, uh, but yes, yeah, so we had the whole concept. Like you have to write all this stuff, like who the target audience would be and, and, uh, you know, all this stuff. And then we had to do sample chapters and then I had like a one sample chapter that I submitted with, and then the agent who I ended up signing with said, "Do a couple more before we send this out to publishers." So I've written like five chapters of the book, um, but then I'm like, I'm not writing anymore until they like tell me that they're actually going to publish the book and right. hopefully pay me like in advance or something because it's very time consuming. But um, it's not necessarily like it's not like a reveal or anything, um, but all the stories are kind of structured around a theme. Um, 
And like, it's frustrating too, because there's so many good stories. I want to like tell them, but I you know, have an agreement. I can't, I can't cannibalize them for TikTok. So yeah. I have like 15 amazing stories that I'm saving for this book that I can't wait to get out there. But if for some reason I can't sell it, then I'll probably finish it and publish it myself. But yeah. we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. Yeah, dude, that is so cool. That that is so rad. Um, and 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 obviously having a a pretty big following on TikTok is is helping with that. Is that something that you put in when you're looking for agents and stuff? Is that like, hey, yeah. I got this active TikTok community and right, right. I wait. So I waited till I had a hundred thousand followers, mm. and then I sent it out. And I was like, because I had heard that that's like I don't know some kind of magic number for publishers that like a hundred thousand followers on social media is a good sign and uh so i wait till i had a hundred and then it's taking so long i have to keep updating my agent like hey i just passed two hundred thousand and now i'm at three hundred thousand followers yeah. uh so we've had to update the proposal a couple times but that that's it's just right. like apparently it just takes months for people to like even read it so we have mm -hmm. all these people that were just we haven't even heard yes or no from so wow that that seems uh that seems a little daunting, but I mean, you know, what what else are you doing, right? You're you're making podcasts. You you got other things going on. Other things going on, yeah. So we'll see what these things will pay off. Yeah, hell yeah, man. Uh, so when you're doing these videos, do you do you write a script for everything? No. So that's the thing. Like when I first started doing it, uh, you know, it was supposed to just be like a, I don't know, you know, a fun project that didn't take up a lot of time. So when I first started doing it, it was just stories that I already knew. Um, so I didn't do any research. I just sat down and like told the story into the phone. If you watch like the first two videos, which don't like, they're not very good, but uh, there's no images. There's no music. It's just like me talking. And, um, and then maybe in the third video, somebody tried to like fact check me on something, which happens like in every video, like <laughs> people try, people really want to correct me, but they don't themselves look it up. They just, if they think that they're right, they'll just go in on. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, oh, this is so annoying. Like, I don't want to be wrong. Like I'm just supposed to be telling stories, not necessarily like music history. That was the original plan. Mm. But this guy, you know, tried to fact check me. So I was like, oh man, let me look this up. So I had to like go get the book off my shelf and be like, Boom, here it is, like page 357 of this Bob Spitz, Bob Dylan biography. Here it is. And um, so I was like, all right, now that the videos are getting more and more views, people are going to start coming for me. So I got to like, now I have to actually do research. So maybe like the fifth or sixth video, I actually started doing research and like taking notes. Um, but yeah, I never wrote a script because I just, I feel like that would make it not natural. And I just mm -hmm. wanted to keep it going. Like, like, I liked the way I told the first story. It was just the production value was not there. So I was like, I want this to be the style that is just me talking to the camera, telling you, you know, like it was your friend who just finished a book and they want to tell you about it. Or like yeah. they just watched this cool documentary and they want to tell you the story. Like, hey, do you know the story of this? And so that's the vibe. And I just feel like if I wrote a script, it would it would uh, kill that vibe. So I'm kind of scared to like ever change my format, which makes it harder. I have to do like a lot of editing and I have to make it up as I go. But um, I don't know. It's weird. It's like... Uh, I did this video about Jay-Z one time and I was like, and Jay-Z, I said something like, and then Jay-Z wrote the lyrics for this song. And all these people in the comments were like, Jay-Z doesn't write, Jay-Z doesn't write. Right. I was like, what are you people talking about? I was like, oh, he doesn't write the lyrics down on a piece of paper, right. but he writes the lyrics. He just writes them in his head. Like he composes the lyrics of the song and it just depends on how you use the word write. So like, I, I think in my head of what I'm going to say and then like I, I say it. So 
Mm. But I don't like script. Yeah, um, that that was what was hard um, figuring out how to do it without a script for me because like I do better when I can read something, and then it's like because because I just do like music news so like whatever. Right. And uh, sometimes I'll read a little bit off the article or whatever it is, you know, but it, it's it's tough when it comes to when you're just talking, when you're just going off the cuff, like you have the information in your head and now you got to convey it in this, you know, way that's, you know, entertaining, but also, you know, getting this this information across. So it's it, it is rough, man. It, it, it was really tough to figure out that flow, but. I mean, once you get it, that's cool. So, are you editing yeah. on a uh, like editing software, or do you do, all, do it all within the app? How do you edit? I don't. I don't like using the TikTok app. Like, I don't even know how to use it to edit. So, I have a <laughs> like a third party app called Splice. Mm, yeah. Um, like I use, and um, I just make sure that everything is like you know, it's sustainable. Like I do it all in my phone so that I can do it whenever. Like I usually edit when I'm putting my kids to bed at the end of the night. Um, you know, so I make sure I can do everything on my phone, do it, you know, quick and easy. And, uh, I mean, that's kind of the thing I like about TikTok too, is that nobody's expecting like the highest production values. So if you have some janky editing eh, nobody cares that much as long as the content is good. So yeah. I think that's why I found my niche on here. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Cause it's something that you can just sort of do. It's nothing that you have to like go to a place to do it or like you got to upload it from the computer back to this and that it's something you sort of can do anywhere while doing, you know? Yeah. Right. It's, yeah, it's cool. And that there, there has been a couple of times where I edit a video because for whatever reason, man, TikTok. I mean, those TikTok rules are so great. Have you been like flagged for anything yet? Oh yeah. Yeah. I've had, um, I've been flagged for some weird ones. Like early on, I did this, uh, video about this, uh, Japanese rock band from the seventies called the flower traveling band. Mm. And I just happened to mention in the video that like their first two album covers feature the whole band naked, but it doesn't show anything. Right. And like even the clip, even like the still that I used of the album cover was blurry, but it's like, you know, they're like, you don't see their junk. It's just like them <laughs> naked, but like, you know, their legs are closed or whatever. Yeah, but that one got yeah flagged and like removed for nudity and i was <laughs> like well <laughs> i mean i guess technically but like you don't see anything um and then i've had some where it gets like a community guidelines like thing on it where it says this is sensitive material um i did one on the band tool mm. and um i really they don't tiktok doesn't give you a good explanation of what it is and the guitar player for tool uh adam got his start as like this visual effects artist and he worked on like freddy krueger movies and all sorts of stuff he worked on like jurassic park wow. and um you know stuff so in the video i have like footage of him but it's like you know him making a freddy krueger mask it's not like anything actually gory um but that one has like a like a sensitive content warning on it which i think killed the views on it but uh yeah i've had a couple yeah, i did one where i couldn't figure it out and then like i appealed it and they said, um, this contains child nudity. And I'm like, well, you got to be kidding me. What in the hell are you talking about? <laughs> and I didn't even think of it because it's so part of our culture. But I had used the cover of Nirvana's Nevermind. It appeared in the video. And I was like, all right, you know what? You're actually right. I guess that is technically, uh, you yeah. know, a little boy dong. And that <laughs> boy as a grown-up is not thrilled with that being uh, a ubiquitous image so i was like all right you know what i'll take this video down you got me on that one you got me tiktok you got me no dude <laughs> it, it's so frustrating because i had like so many 
uh, hits against my account. And and I, I was just like, I'm about to lose my account. And I had just hit 20K. Right. And I'm just like, you know, I'm doing okay. And, and you know, you get into the creator's club or whatever it's called. The, yeah. You know, they pay you that horrible amount of money. <laughs> Dollar? Uh, yeah, for hours of, of like, sweating and, and putting your time mm-hmm. into it. But uh, it, it was... I was just, I, it was, I was freaking out about it, and of course, I've been kicked off for a week or whatever. But then, I appealed because they were taking down my videos, and then they were putting them. I would appeal it, and they would put them back up, and then they would, uh, but they would still be on my my strikes against me. Right. So I'm just like, yo, why am I almost about to be struck? I'm about to strike out here. And all these have been, you know, reinstated, but but you're sitting here. Moving Dutchman, 199 subs. How dare you? You you son of a gun. Thank you so much, buddy. I appreciate you. I appreciate you, my friend. We'll get we'll get you some more love here. I our our guest has to go soon, so I want to get as much out of him as I can. So we'll but we'll get you, buddy. Um yeah, it it, it it's ridiculous. The, no, it's so frustrating. It's just the, there's, there's no clear guidance. There's like no transparency. Like you never know why something is taken down or what's happening with it. It's uh, it's very frustrating. Absolutely, it, it it's it's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, with the people coming, how much? How many more? How much time do you got, buddy? Like I don't want to keep I you. Can I a few more minutes. Yeah, no problem. I can do maybe fifteen more minutes. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, uh one more dollar holler. I, well, I appreciate you, bud. I appreciate. Oh, you're talking to Chris. Okay, I'm okay. You guys talk amongst yourself. Uh, the, <laughs> the, 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 the people coming after you thing is is like so. It, it's crazy, man. Like it, like you were saying, you got you might get something wrong. They're fact checking you, or, or have you ever? Has anybody ever called you like racist or anything for covering like like uh, you know black music or African American music? Have you ever had anybody come at you like that? Yeah, you know what's interesting is not not really. Mm-hmm. Uh, early on, I did this video about um, uh, this woman, Sister Rosetta Tharp, who's one of like the first like pioneers of rock and roll Mm. and she was a gospel singer but she played an electric guitar and like if you hear her playing it's like this lady's shredding like uh you know chuck berry she was a big influence on chuck berry so she's like one of the early figures of rock and roll and uh and she's also bisexual and you know like just has this really fascinating story and i think stuff like that is important i'm a you know mostly a rock and roll historian i'm talking about rock and roll history like the roots of rock and roll are like come from black people and uh, it's important for me to cover. And um, so I did have like only like two people out of like, you know, thousands of comments. So it wasn't like a lot, but you know, I still consider everybody's point of view. And a couple of people did say like, this is not your history to be telling. You shouldn't be saying this. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. So like, I really did think about it. And, um, but I just thought like, okay, what are the alternatives? The alternative is that I don't talk about any black artists on my channel. And then I only have a channel where I talk about white people. <laughs> and, uh, and then I'm just like not interested in that. I yeah. mean, there's so many of my favorite artists that are people of color. I don't, I don't want to do a, a channel that's all white people. Like that was a very conscious choice early on was, you know, if I did a video about like a seventies rock band, you know, that got really popular I'd be like, all right, let me make sure I talk about a rapper in my next video because I don't want just like, 
you know, nothing but a certain demographic of people watching my videos. So I do kind of go wildly back and forth between genres. But and, you know, the thing I think about, I think you just have to be careful, uh, you know, uh, in discussing this. Um, but I think for the most part, there hasn't been a lot of negative feedback, I think, because people recognize, like, I have a genuine love and appreciation for rock and roll history and for the pioneers like little richard and chuck berry and sister rosetta tharp and big mama thornton like so they know it's coming from a, a good place and um you know also like i i never knew what to call myself at first because i'm not you know a professional critic i'm not a historian um and somebody said you're like a music celebrator and i always like that one so i have that in my bio mm. so i think as long as you know i'm celebrating i'm there's a lot of people who you know, a lot of people more successful than me that make a living of, you know, critiquing and sometimes tearing down the art of people of color. And my channel is just not that. Like, you know, mm -hmm. I'm I'm an uplifter of, like, every artist that I cover and just celebrate music in all its diversity. So, for the most part, there's not been pushback on that. Yeah. Um, no, usually if there's negativity, it's... I mean, usually, sometimes there's negativity about me personally. And, uh, like you're too monotone or you know you're ugly uh and then, <laughs> but there are people that like want to fact check me and they're just never right <laughs> like in my most recent video i did this video about devo and um like a couple people and they're just people are so confidently wrong <laughs> they don't double check and uh they'll come in and like uh, it really drives me crazy. Like, I'm not good at dealing with negative comments, so mm. it really bothers me. So that's why I do so much research is to make sure that I'm right. But yeah. so in this most recent one, like, a lot of people tried to correct me about the pronunciation of Devo's record label, which is, was called Boogie Boy, but it's mm. spelled B-O-O-J-I. This is, like, real minor. But um, there's a reason that it's spelled weird, but it's pronounced Boogie. That has to do with, like, when they were doing the lettering for this video that they were doing. And not important, but... The, the amount of people that came out and like you pronounce, you pronounce this word wrong without even like double checking it themselves <laughs> is insane to me. Yeah. <laughs> the best, um, the best uh, I ever saw, like, cause I know all creators deal with this. The best example I ever saw was uh, this other creator. It was this woman I can't remember, but she was talking about like movie musicals. And she was talking about the difference between musicals that were made where the music was written specifically for the musical versus movie like musicals that took music and made a musical around it and she mentioned like singing in the rain as an example of a movie that was made from songs that already existed and some guy in her comments and i'm sorry it's always a guy it's always a man usually of a certain uh, age but it's always a man some guy in her comments was like um no singing in the rain was all original music just so confident, so wrong. But like that one always stood out to me because not only is he wrong, it's like he's never even seen the movie. The whole movie is only exists because the songs were old. Like the movie exists because this movie studio got a bunch of old songs and they gave it to these screenwriters and were like, Can you make a movie musical with these old songs? And they're like, What? These are like songs from like 30 years ago. What the hell are we gonna do with this? <laughs> So they came up with this idea, oh, what if we made a movie that was set in this time period that was like about the transition from talkies to or from silent films to talkies, because that's the period that all these songs are from. So that's what the whole movie is about. So the whole movie exists 
because it's about old songs. And this guy is just in the comments being like, no, I'm pretty sure it was all original, all original song. <laughs> you suck. I hate you. You're the worst. <laughs> and it's just the confidence with which people are wrong just always blows my mind when it's like a quick Google search away. And um, I don't know. And then they never come back. And like, so I had a guy recently, I think on that Devo video too, I was like, God, all right, I'll give you sources. And I cited like three different links, quotes from the sources about like why he was wrong. And then I never heard back from him again. Like they never come back and be like, oh, my bad. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. I was wrong. Never. Well, it's never, that's not really the intention to be right. I think it's just the intention to get under your skin, right? They're just trying to get a reaction. And maybe that, it, it to me, it's, that's what they do. It's it, working. <laughs> I feel you, man. No, I just, <laughs> Do you know who Kevin Gates is? He's a he's a rapper. He's, yeah, yeah. So and and he's known for saying some wild stuff. And by the way, serial killer. Thank you for that follow, buddy. Uh, the the he he's he's known for saying some wild shit, right? And and he he once said that he recharges car battery with his bare hands. <laughs> And so he's on this podcast where he's talking about how he went on a dry fast for uh, about a month. And a dry fast is no food, no water. And I'm sitting there like, wait a second. Um, wait. I, I thought it was like three to four days you can't live without water. And so I Google that shit. And I'm just like, yeah, it's okay. All right. Sweet. Um, so I make a whole video. It's like, why do we even, why do people even talk to this dude anymore? Because he's just constantly <laughs> lying. And it's hilarious. And I actually like Kevin Gates as a rapper. I like, and I love that he just makes shit up. Like, and Ray J is the same way. Like, he just makes shit up. He doesn't even care. If, he doesn't even care he's on the internet and everybody can fact check his that. Don't even right. care. So I love that. I love characters like that. It's just, it it, it, it tickles my pickle. So it, it, I do a video on it where I'm sort of just clowning on them and they came for me. So, and this was just recent. And, and mm -hmm. like you, like you're saying, like bad comments, like all these comments could be good or it could be a discussion, but then you hit this bad comment where it's just like, oh, and it like hit me right in my heart because he was like, one dude was like, um, it was like, I can't believe you're saying this during Black History Month. You don't know. <laughs> and, and then somebody else said, like, what did your white doctor tell you that? And I'm just like, oh, it had nothing to do with race. It just happened to be that that this dude is black but says wild shit. And, like, it, that was the whole thing. I wasn't, like, this black asshole. You know, it wasn't anything like that. It was just – per. It, it, it was wild. So – <laughs> it, it, it bothers me and it still does it still bothers me like it, like because it's that feeling right like it hits you in your chest and it just sinks and you're just like oh like what did i do i mean you also just like you never know i mean usually yeah. I, the negative comments i get it's like i never would have anticipated this like i never <laughs> in a million years would have thought that this was like what people would right. harp on from this video um but it, it comes up a lot like you'll start to see like repeating comments all the time mm like on whatever video there's always like one thing that people will bring up all the time and i was like i never would have thought that this would be the thing that people would mention but but here never we know. are here we are fucking ruining our day and, and and like the worst part about this whole situation was is that i like my wife is black so like i asked my wife i was like is it true that black black people can 
not drink any water or food for more than three weeks. <laughs> like, I'm just said, like, I, I reached out to a, a black friend. Like, I just felt like such a fool because, like, I'm looking because someone says, like, you don't know what you're talking about. You, this is not your place to talk about I, all the things, right? And I'm just like, mm -hmm. oh my god, did I? And like, I was ready to delete the video because, like, I'm not trying to do all that shit. And yeah. I'm googling it, and, and it's like. <laughs> My Google search probably looks like I'm a racist jerk or whatever, but <laughs> I'm just like black people. And, and this. It was just, it was really sensitive to me. And then I was like, no, no, like, no, I'm right. Human biology. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah it, exactly. It, it's, it's biology. <laughs> and, and the fact that people just don't even understand that it's like, that's not my fault. That's not my problem. It, it's like they were, they were getting, it, it, it's wild. Yeah. It's wild. That's I mean, sometimes you got to just use the block button. Sometimes yeah. I yeah, I, I. How do you be, go ahead, please? I was gonna ask: Does your wife read your comments? No, my she wife. My wife hates TikTok. She's like, I'm not doing <laughs> that. Not, um. Yeah, she. No, my wife will read my comments and be like, "Hey, you were like kind of a jerk to this person." I'm like, "Yeah, but they suck. And she's like, I'll just block them and move on." Yeah, exactly. But, no, no and, and like I try really well because what's weird is that I've been hit with a guideline strike because of my my comments like somebody was in the comments and like i didn't know that you had to moderate your comments because some videos you know the, if they do really well there's thousands of comments and how are you yeah. supposed to filter through like i don't i don't answer every comment i don't have time for that right. it's like it, so so like you know like so it, somebody said something in there and they were talking about white because you can't say white people or something on there uh, and, and they, and that got me a guideline. So I was going to ask you, like, do you, do you moderate any of your comments? I mean, your videos do really well. So like you have, I do. Yeah. I mean, I'm probably kind of insane. Like it, <laughs> it does drive my wife crazy. Like how much I'm reading my comments, but like, you know, I do want like, you know, even the comment section of my videos to be like positive. And for right. the most part, I feel like TikTok's a pretty positive community, but like, um, I don't know, sometimes, like, debates will get going and people will get nasty with each other. And sometimes I think, like, well, you know, it's not my business. Like, you know, they can go back and forth. But then I think, eh, who needs this in the world? Like, I have the power to delete it. So, yeah. one time I told somebody, like, you know, I don't know, they were doing something stupid. And I was like, you know, get off my page or, like, something like that. And he was like, well, who made you the god of TikTok? And I was like, oh, wait, I am the god of this page. Like, TikTok made me. Like, I can block you. Anytime I want, so I just block him. <laughs> so but uh, no, so I do go through and like moderate, and yeah, anything yeah. that's like you know racist or homophobic or anything is yeah. is uh, out. And um, I don't know, I'm kind of like fanatic about it. Like I'll go to their profile and look, like especially like so if if they're not following me, they're already out. I was like, you're not <laughs> even a fan, get out of here. But then like if they're following me, then I'm like, oh man, all right, now I got to look deeper and see like yeah or are you a horrible person and um that sucks that i'm like what have i done wrong to make you follow me and then like you're a literal nazi so uh, <laughs> no, I, go, I go through and block those people for sure oh my god yeah no because yeah because sometimes like you know some of, the, some of the news stories i do are kind of controversial like like roger waters right now with his uh oh, yeah. with his interesting views on all of what's going on in ukraine and russia about uh, israel, israel and stuff like that you know talking about that stuff 
it brings out like the best and worst. It's like, yeah, because the Jews are <laughs> it's like, right. hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's just talk about this rationally and not be wild. So yeah, it, it I I find it important because the same you know same reason I want it to be a, a place where you can have open discussion, but I don't I don't think it should be at the expense of somebody else's you know day right. you know like it and of course opinions opinions are always going to hurt someone's feelings somewhere so like that to me I'm just like ugh, I, I whatever but if it's like blatantly like you know like they're they're just in the comments just oh, yeah. saying horrible things it's like you gotta go you gotta go yeah. and then and then I do the same thing where I'll go look at their page they have like zero followers and they have some stupid oh. picture of them uh, you know and it's like why did you even put your picture on an idiot like you're gonna go around saying this stuff yeah it's wild man no. it's a wild, no, it's a wild... Now, uh, I do like you know I can't respond to every comment like you said but I do read them all so mm -hmm. like I you know I make sure like I'm at least reading and uh so it is kind of crazy if you have a video that goes like viral and then you wake up and there's like hundreds of comments to go through but uh <laughs> but they are fun you know. though they are fun even when they're talking talking shit about me i just like i i don't think i could have handled this as a young man but i think as oh, an older sure. as yeah. an older guy with a little bit of experience in my life and uh, it, it, it's hilarious it's like your fucking double chin is gross <laughs> It's like it is. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I, I got this weird comments about my appearance. It's like, what are we, are we trying to bang? Like, what do you care? Yeah. Like, you, you want to hear about music history or not? Yeah, but yeah I guess some people be like, you're bald. I'm like, yeah, I've been bald since I was like 22. I, I'm not offended at all by you calling me bald. Yeah, I like, heard it all, bro. I've heard it all. You're you're the last that I give a shit about, Patrick. Right. Uh, man, I I had a blast talking about you. Yeah, I yeah, I really look forward to the, the stuff you got coming forward. And again, everybody, make sure you go into the chat here, uh, and click on the links. Go and follow Patrick on TikTok. Go and, 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 and check out his podcast. Uh, it's, it's called Good Measure with Patrick Hits. Oh, by the way, I don't know if you've had this problem, but Twitch wouldn't let me put your last name into the title of my video. It just so weird, it wouldn't let me put Hicks in because I guess, well, <laughs> Hick, but, you know, it's just like... Oh, like it's a, it's a slur? A <laughs> yeah. slur Southern American? Yeah. That's no, I haven't, I haven't been on Twitch before, so I don't know. Uh, Twitch is a weird place too, man. It's a weird place, but it's fun. I I love Twitch. I love the community here, and uh, I, I like your lives oh, yeah. too, man. Your 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 TikTok lives are cool too, man. So everybody, I know I gotta do more. Yeah, I gotta do more for sure. Uh, but yeah, no hick. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, man. Well, I appreciate your time, and uh, you know, if you ever if you ever want to come back on for any reason, you're I have an open invitation, and uh, I I wish you the best, and I fucking you're awesome, man. I love what you do. So. Oh, thanks, thanks so much, man.